because like mercy, mercy is something I want, right? Like I want to be forgiven. And even if it's difficult to, to give, like I want to be merciful, even if it's difficult, but trust, uh, trust is harder because trust requires like complete surrender. And I'm not sure if people have been listening to the podcast and know that I'm, you know, a little bit of a control freak. What? No. No. (laughs) Right. So, so trust and surrender are just, it's harder. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah, so that's our question today, right? Like, how do we grow in our trust with Jesus? Alleluia. Alleluia. (laughs) (laughs) It's still Easter. So welcome to Beyond Sunday, a podcast for parents like us who are striving to weave that Sunday and Easter season experience into the everyday moments of our week. I'm your co-host, Nicole Joyce. And I'm your other co-host, Rocky McCormick. Pull up a chair, take a deep breath, put away that to-do list and live in the joy of the resurrection and join us as we walk, nope, sit here, (laughs) talk, (laughs) laugh, and sometimes cry about our experiences raising Catholic families and discover God within our everyday lives. And if you want to do that while walking, be our guest. Are you walking away right now? Where are you going? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I just do want to walk Right on out. Not a year, but like just like, in general. leaving me. I'm not she's leaving, leaving you. No, no, not yet. So Sunday is Divine Mercy Sunday. It is. I love Divine Mercy Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's so sweet. Mm-hmm. What do you put on your Divine Mercy Sunday, Rocky? Ha. For those who don't know what we're talking about, uh, our family likes to celebrate the Divine Mercy Sunday with Divine Mercy Ice Cream Sundays which was introduced to us by my youngest's godfather. And then our parish picked that up as well. And so they're not classic Sundays. They're ice cream in a cup with toppings because we're not crazy. So in our house, mm-hmm. feast days always involve food. Well, obviously, Jesus had a meal ministry and he is food. So And we like to be super extra about it. Ooh. So ours all were, our Sundays are actually very extra. Like we get out broken Oreos, gummy bears, sprinkles, mini M&Ms. I maybe bought one of those giant like tubs with the screw on lid of Mm -hmm. mini Mm M&Ms at the warehouse store last week. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Because my kids would be like just taking that and like straight lining that into their mouths. I I mean, I'm not going to lie. That's definitely the first thing I did when I brought them home. But... But they, but I also said they were for Divine Mercy Sundays. Fantastic. So yeah. like I mean we have a ton of them. Like literally I think it's like it's like mm-hmm. three pounds of mini M and M's. So they're perfect for Divine Mercy oh, yeah. Sundays and like really any other fabulous celebration or feast day. Now so, do you get super extra and make up words for the M's? So like it's mercy and miracles or we're just M&M no candies? I don't. It's just like it's a feast day. Okay. And we're gonna talk about it and we're gonna eat lots of delicious wonderful food and celebrate the abundance of God and then that's pretty much how we. Excellent. Do it. Sugar. Yeah. Sugar. I mean, come on. Sugar is an amazing <laughs> Lots dish. of sugar. Wow. So I think the question of the day when we talk about, oh, you want to tell us about Divine Mercy Sunday first. Yeah. Just in case there are people yes. who are not super uh, familiar with, with Divine Mercy Sunday. So the Divine Mercy or Jesus' Divine Mercy is based on the writings of St. Faustina Kowalska, who was an uneducated Polish nun and in obedience to her spiritual director wrote a diary of, you know, just a, a few pages, like just a few. 600. <laughs> oh my gosh, such a thick book. Uh, but she was recording the revelations that she received about God's mercy from Jesus. And some of the revelations are pretty gruesome. Yeah. Because they involve final judgment. Mm-hmm. 
But, um, yeah, so the divine mercy are the messages of mercy from Jesus about his desire for the salvation of souls and to pour out his divine mercy on the world for that purpose. And don't we all need a little bit of mercy? Mm, so uh, maybe much. a lot of mercy. A lot. <laughs> yeah, just a little. I'm good. I'm not good. You're not good. Sorry, Jesus. I'm not good. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, uh, it's, it's cute on the Divine Mercy website. They kind of give us a guide, like an ABCs to living in the diver- to to living in the divine mercy or or really taking to heart the message of of divine mercy. And the A is to ask for his mercy. That's cool. Easy. I can do that. B, right, is to be merciful. Mm. A little less easy. Like even with people we don't like. Especially with Mm. people we don't like. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then C, and this is where I struggle, completely trust in Jesus. Because the last words of that prayer are Jesus I trust, I trust in, in you. you. Mm. And I'm more like, Jesus, I want to trust in you. But can we talk about this one thing? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I just want to make sure you heard that last prayer. Like, yeah. can I just, like I trust really, you. But right. did you hear that one last little request that I really am struggling to hand over to you? <laughs> yeah, because like mercy, mercy is something I want, right? Like I want to be forgiven. And even if it's difficult to to give, like I want to be merciful, even if it's difficult. But trust uh, trust is harder because trust requires like complete surrender. And I'm not sure if people have been listening to the podcast and know that I'm, you know, a little bit of a control freak. What? No. no. <laughs> right? So so trust and surrender are just, it's harder. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. So that's our question today, right? Like how do we grow in our trust with Jesus? Um, because like you said, it's a matter of surrender and confidence that Jesus cares for our lives as much more, mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. than we do. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's knowing and trusting and not a blind faith, but an obedient faith mm-hmm. that believes that what he says is true is true. Mm-hmm. That his promises are real and that his promises are good. And that even if it's painful on our end, that he desires only our good. That pain is really hard though, right? Because if we really trust him, sometimes he's gonna ask us to do something mm-hmm. that's difficult, mm-hmm. right? If, we really, if we've really met Jesus and we know who he is and he's changed our lives forever and we trust him, then we have to be willing to conform our lives to him. Right. And that is that's, that can hurt can. to change the shape of your life in a way that you didn't originally anticipate. No, and and we're called to take on a cruciform, mm-hmm. cruciform shape, which involves pain and, and suffering and not always getting what I want. Like Jesus isn't a genie. I don't like, you know, it's not magic. Prayer isn't magic. We don't pray and get what we want. It's not an ATM. We don't make a deposit and then take out a withdrawal. It is that continual dying to self. And that's where the mercy comes in. Mm. Right? Like we can't do that without his mercy because it's painful. But from like a, from like kind of a, a one step back as mm-hmm. a parent, I think for us, this looks like our, again, you mentioned already our desire for control mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, and kind of like our natural inclination toward um, 
wanting that control to manifest in in different areas of our lives you know like making sure our kids are dressed well when they go to church (laughs) making sure our house looks nice before (laughs) you post a picture on instagram oh my goodness um making sure that we're scheduling our kids for certain types of activities or that we as a family are participating in certain you know church ministries or or whatever it is there's like this desire to uphold an outward image right um right to show the world like hey we're we're a good catholic family and we trust in the lord because look at all these things we do i know well and and that's just it too right like that that transformation that confirmation the the conforming ourselves to to jesus's heart isn't about putting on the right image thank you at all like it doesn't look a certain way Mm -hmm. and really it kind of confounds the mind yeah you know we're told that we're not good at that we're going to be misunderstood because he was misunderstood and even within church circles i think sometimes we get into like it's not a cookie cutter Jesus isn't a cookie cutter. I mean, Mm -hmm. Easter cookies are delicious. (laughs) And yes, those cookie cutters can be fun, but everybody's life is going to look different based on what Jesus is asking of them, based on where Jesus has put them. And just based on the different circumstances of our lives, the unique and unrepeatable part of ourselves that is innate in us is also true about the lives that we live. Because he has created us to live in the circumstances in which we find ourselves. Mm. And so to be merciful in those situations and to live conformed to the heart of Christ will just look different. It won't necessarily be the perfect family at mass or it won't be the perfect home to invite people to. Mm. But we're each called to respond where we are. And I think that that's part of the other The other part of the divine mercy is not just calling on Jesus to pour out that mercy, but that be, to be merciful, is to maybe brush aside some of those uh, expectations, some of those preconceived notions about what it looks like or what we have to look like before we can invite people into that mercy, even our children. Right? Like, so what if your home is a mess? Someone is grieving. Invite them over. It's okay. Radical hospitality. Mm -hmm. Archbishop Vigneron asks us to do that mm-hmm. and unleash the gospel. And I think there's something to be said for any of you out there who are maybe feeling like, man, trust is definitely something, you know, you talking about trust is making me feel a little convicted right mm-hmm. now <laughs> that maybe I'm not trusting enough. Um, I think it's okay to recognize that if we lost trust gradually or if it was born from a hurt or a wound or, you know, maybe a feeling of being left behind or forgotten or fear. Um, it's not that we're skeptics. Right. It's not that we've lost all of our faith, but we're wounded people. We're walking yeah. around <laughs> with big well, wounds and we have to be willing to, um, to hand those wounds over and say, I trust that you can heal these in your time, mm-hmm. not on my schedule, not according to what I will. Right. Right. And it is, it's such a hard road to walk. Like trust, it's an everyday and sometimes multiple times a day surrender. It isn't a one-time deal. Like, okay, give my life to you. We're cool. <laughs> so you can't just like say that once. And no, then. no, <laughs> it's not a one and done. And right? then you're it's good. over and over and over and over. Because, I mean, let's be real. In our human experience, we've been let down more times than we can count. We don't have enough fingers or toes or piggies or whatever we want to count. We've been let down so many times that sometimes we begin to put our human experience onto God. We trans, mm. we, you know, we project our human experience onto our relationship with God, thinking that God can only just let us down because everyone has let us down. Or if we're really real, we do feel that Jesus has let us down because we haven't gotten what we wanted. We lost something that we, we cherished. 
Yeah. And that is real. And that's something, you know, Jesus's shoulders are big enough to deal with that. But it's something that we do have to bring out into the light and be honest about, like burying that only creates that block to us being able to trust and to surrender. Mm. And what I'm really hearing you say is that our outward movement Mm -hmm. is always the result of what's happening on the inside. I mean, that's just humanity in in all its form. But so our, our goal needs to be that we allow what's in us to be transformed, to allow what's in us to be open to healing and Mm -hmm. encounter with Christ so that all those outward movements, whether it is something like trying to control things (laughs) or trying to schedule things or something much larger, um, that it's because something inside us has changed and that's where where real trust is born is that we're right. allowing something in us to be transformed first so that our outward movement is so clearly tied right to that trust that comes from in us yes right but i think it's a both and like i think that there is something to that repetitive motion even outward motion that can begin to train us interiorly as well as that a word interiorly Ooh, yes yes so like right. so it can kind of come from both sides yeah. right so like building up the muscle memory from the outside can help right. transform from the inside and we do that Ooh. with our kids all the time yes right? like yes maybe they haven't quite in- interiorized i'm using words i'm not sure are real today <laughs> I'm, the coffee has not kicked in let's make up a word i know uh, is there a sting for that? <laughs> but like, I don't know that they have in like they haven't necessarily internalized. That's the word I'm looking for. Internalized, okay. The, yes. the the virtue or the charism, but we still make them practice it so that it does become a part of their nature. And the same is true of us as parents. You know, if we want to feel more merciful to our children, if we want that to be our posture, then sometimes we have to force ourselves into that posture over and over and over, so it becomes. Mm our innate posture yes so like maybe i want to scream (laughs) however i'm going to force myself not to (laughs) whatever that looks like on the outside you know if that's walking away for a minute if it's kicking on some music to bring the joy just to divert myself and my attention from the rage Mm. of whatever is going on because it's something in me that's triggered and not really that serious a thing that they are doing yeah. But it's needling something in me because they're really good at that. Mm-hmm. But to be able to set up my outside environment so that my natural inclination begins to develop into one of mercy as opposed to one of reactive anger. And it's so important for your kids to see you do that mm-hmm. and practice it and maybe even fail sometimes. Oh, yeah. A lot. Let's talk about how we do that with our kids. Like, how do yeah. we actually help our kids walk through those steps, too? Because we're in that phase right now where mm-hmm. I have 11 and 8, and they are at each other's throats <laughs> i mean like mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. twice a day and it's like we need to we need to back up here yeah <laughs> you can't let everything he do, he says trigger you into right. rage and you need to stop trying to trigger her because you think it's funny mm-hmm. <laughs> right? but mom <laughs> <laughs> i know right right but i i think one thing that you said is, is really key is is to just stop mm. like help them to stop and to take a step back and what's the goal? What is it you're trying to achieve? One, okay, you, you want to be funny. And they say something like, I'm trying to tell him mm-hmm. that he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to tell him that he's really annoying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I do think that it's it's a valuable lesson to teach them that just because you begin down a path doesn't mean you need to finish that path. Mm-hmm. If you recognize mid-path whoa, I'm heading somewhere I didn't intend to go. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, that's going to get me in trouble. 
we can stop. Mm-hmm. Take a step back and revisit what we're doing. Yeah. And maybe come back another time. And I think that applies also when our children are overcome with fear or mm-hmm. worry about something. Mm-hmm. You know, it it's trite to just say to them, oh, it's fine. Just trust in Jesus. Oh, like, I know. We're definitely not going to say that when they're Did just Did those completely... words escape my lips the other day? <laughs> yes. But then I had to stop because she was like, I'm trying. I'm like, I know. Yes. I know. Because we have to remember, too, though, that just because we are surrendering and just because we are trusting doesn't mean that the situation changes immediately and our feelings don't go away immediately. And so it's also training ourselves to begin to trust beyond our feelings, that our feelings are indicating some sort of a threat, some sort of a situation that we're in right now, but then developing the tools to work past those feelings to be able to recall the times that Jesus has Mm. come through for us in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, because feelings are good, right? We have feelings for a reason. Absolutely. (laughs) We shouldn't shouldn't try to always, you know, ignore them or push them aside. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have them for a reason, but that it's okay to feel them and then move forward. Well, they're not permanent. Right, Right. that you don't have to, you don't have to like let them pull you in Mm -hmm. so far that you're just wallowing in that experience, Right. right? Right. And then maybe like growing in in trust would be really recognizing that these feelings aren't like we were saying, they're not permanent. They're not, they're gone tomorrow. Mm. Right. Like it's here, but then not. Yeah. So I have a a little exercise. Okay. That you can do when you're feeling overwhelmed. Sure. Um, And and we do this with with our bigger kids now Mm. a little bit. Um, when they're super tiny, not so much, but definitely when they get bigger and they start having a lot of big worries. And um, it's something I learned to do from um, a, a wonderful priest here in the Archdiocese of Detroit um, many years ago. And he says, you know, if you're feeling completely overwhelmed, if you have like a lot of burden, you're carrying a lot and you're just not sure that you can trust Jesus with it. Mm-hmm. He says, close your eyes. Call to mind all your worries, your fears, the prayers you're carrying with you, the thing you're struggling to carry on your own, whatever it is, you know, money, your health, grief, your aging parents, your sleepless nights with your toddler, (laughs) whatever, whatever that thing is that just feels so heavy to you, right? Like, so imagine it as a rock or a suitcase or a trash bag, (laughs) whatever it is. And like, think, think to yourself, like, how big is it? Mm -hmm. What color is it? Is it really small, but very heavy? Is it very large and awkward like give it an mm-hmm. image mm-hmm. that you can really um if, that, that you believe it best symbolizes your experience of carrying this weight and then and then think about where are you carrying it is it loaded on your back is it on your chest is it on your shoulders maybe you're dragging it behind you maybe you're just sitting on it because you don't know how to move it anywhere mm-hmm. um uh, maybe you're sitting on it because you're afraid that if you open the lid and it comes out, that it, mm. oh, <laughs> it right. will just completely yeah. overtake Explode, you. Right. So just give it some imagery there. Um, but then the ultimate goal, once you give it this this shape and this size and, and this experience of how you're carrying it or trying to restrain it, the ultimate goal would be to imagine now that you're handing it over to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You're giving it to him. And, and maybe he gently takes it from you. Maybe he's praying it out of your fingers <laughs> a little bit. Um, but imagine that that you're eventually able to let go mm-hmm. and, and give that to mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say, like you said, that the feelings completely go right. away forever, but that you've but that you've saw in some way given this to him and said, I trust that this is safe with you. Yeah. I trust that you will make this something 
that I, that you only you right. know I need yeah. right now. Yeah. Well, two two things come to mind first, like what a beautiful exercise, but also how instrumental it could be. Like speaking of my daughter, you know, telling her not to worry doesn't make her not worry. Right. Right. <laughs> that like, just makes it worse. Right. You're like, mom, you're not helping. Right. And that. One thing that I always seem to come to a little too late is to remember that we don't do this of our own power. Like we need to ask the Holy Spirit to help us surrender. It's mm. not a human thing we can do on our own because our human tendency is to seek control. But inviting in the Holy Spirit, and then I do an exercise with her where when she's worried about something, I do catastrophic thinking. I'm like, okay. What's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> yes. <clears throat> and... You know, sometimes she'll have, like, ridiculous answers, <laughs> but then, like, we, we talk through that. I and have that also. I have that yeah. catastrophic thinker as well where I'll say, what's the worst that happened? And they're like, the whole world could just blow right, up. And right. I'm like, really? Yeah, that's no, that, that's okay. what you got from, like, This is not Armageddon or, or like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the day after tomorrow or whatever. I forgot my trumpet. The whole world could blow up. No. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> no. Let's be a little more reasonable. What's the worst that could right, happen? Right. But then, like, what happens is we begin to talk through the fears. And little by little, they begin to dissipate because mm. they're not as big as they seemed when they were lurking in the dark. Yeah. Right? And Jesus tells us that we have to bring everything to the light. So talking through it and kind of mm-hmm. like deconstructing it yeah. into smaller pieces so right. that it's more manageable to see that this is not a realistic fear. Absolutely. Or the worst thing that could happen maybe isn't really all that bad. Mm. Like we've built up I have a friend who likes to say we live in the wreckage of the future and we should not live in the wreckage of a future that has not happened. Oh, I love that phrase. And that's we use it so with good. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. And so we invent these scenarios in our head of what's going to happen because of the things that we fear or worry about. Mm-hmm. But they don't usually come to fruition. And the other thing that I use sometimes with her is a worry box to be like, okay, write it down, put it in the box and then we'll give it to Jesus. You know, we have been doing that recently. We've been mm-hmm. writing yeah. in a journal at yeah. night. And it, the kids think it's very cool that they have a little bed light, like a, a oh, light that nice. they can, yep. after, after nighttime prayers and everything and all the lights are off, that they get extra time to do mm-hmm. this is very exciting for them. Oh, yeah. And then they can write it down and close it and it's gone. Right. Right. Like, we're, we're done thinking about that now. I mean, that's definitely a learned skill. I mean, I try it and fail sometimes too. You know, sometimes it goes away and sometimes I end up with nightmares about how I'm running down the hallway naked to a test I forgot about. <laughs> and I'm, Is that still a thing? Do people, like how long do we keep having those dreams I that we forgot know, about tests? but I'm in my late 40s and I still have them. So I would like those to stop, Jesus. Are we good? Okay. Um, if any of you right. listening have a cure for the dream that you forgot a test or that you're still trapped in school, mm-hmm. I would like to hear it because I also have been out of school for like 20 years right? and still have those. It just doesn't go away. And then that makes me as an educator think, how are we doing school so long <laughs> that people still have these nightmares <laughs> that letting go control makes them think that they're going to be like punished in school <laughs> It's out on something. We're doing something wrong. No, but but truly, it, it is a learned skill. So we shouldn't be hard on ourselves either when yeah. we take back control over and over. Yeah. Like Jesus knows but that. But like we're gonna go through the motion and we're gonna over hope that it becomes yeah. internalized, right? That is, yeah. Wow, I like that. Yeah. And so one prayer that I've come across more recently is. Uh, the Surrender Novena, mm. and it is a prayer by the servant of God, Don Dolindo Ruotolo, 
who I learned for a short time was the spiritual director of St. Padre Pio. Oh. So it must be a powerhouse, right? So he probably is pretty cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably so. Um, but it's centered around this prayer. Oh, Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. I mean, even as I'm saying that, like I feel like I take a deep breath. Yes. And like imagine handing your trash yeah. bag full of worries over like, here you go. Right. Or like, you this know, everything falling apart, okay. but still like here, it's all falling out because it's so stuffed. I'm but here. handing this right. to you. Yes. Right. But it's a prayer like to be delivered from worry, from spiritual attack, from fear of change, from control. And then there's one line in the novena that always really strikes me. And that is that God can only perform miracles by the measure in which we surrender ourselves to him. Mm. He can only pour out what we make room for. So the, the tighter we grasp what we have, yes, the less we're able to receive what he has to yes. give us. Your arms need to be open. Right? And that's, yes. you know, I think of that just in the tangible things of my children. Like when you're holding on so tightly, like I, you can't take what I have to give you. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to be comforted, you need to open yourself to that. Mm. And so I just find that to be such a convicting bit of imagery Mm -hmm. to say that I have to let go in order to let him give but he always wants to give he is always in a posture of giving he wants to pour out mercy he wants to pour out love he wants to pour out provision but I have to let go of my way my understanding Mm. and invite him to have complete control over it all trusting that he is good always Mm. That yes, that trust piece is so it's so hard to do mm-hmm. when we let our feelings overtake us, when mm-hmm. we let our worries be the thing that we're holding on to and our arms are not open to receiving anything else. Especially yeah. if we come to it wounded. Right. Oh hundred percent. I think we talked about this right. previously when we talked about grief that sometimes we just we want it to be my grief. This is me over here yep. and nobody else is coming in. So the willingness to let him in there to hand it over to him and to yeah. open our arms and receive. It's not going to be easy. No one is going to snap their fingers and have this happen no. overnight. No. And just like with our children, it has to be on our terms too. He's not going to force that. Yeah. You can't force our children to be who they're not. Right. And he can't force us mm-hmm. either. And so it is practicing that ourselves, practicing it with our children so that we can really, really avail ourselves of the divine mercy that he has to pour out on us and be vessels of that mercy for other people in a world that is so desperately in need of that. Mm. Right. I think that's our challenge this week, Mm -hmm. isn't it? I think so. Take a look at the Surrender Novena. Yeah. And you can find it online. Super easy. And empty ourselves. Yeah. Hand it over. The suitcase. The trash bag. Yes. The The tattered whatever cloth that's sort of holding it together. That super awkward, heavy thing that you've been carrying around in your chest or on your back. And you know, Mm -hmm. I would would also invite you to have that conversation with your children and invite them to do that as well. Because no matter how little they are, they always have something. Yes. It might seem insignificant to us, but to their little, little hearts, it's big. Yeah. It might be the biggest thing they've ever had a feeling about before. Yes. Oh, wow. So invite them to surrender as well. Yes. Jesus, we trust in you. Or we want to. Or we want to. We're trying. Yes. We are trying to. We are. Trust you more. Well, thank you for listening to Beyond Sunday. And we pray that this coming Divine Mercy Sunday brings you an opportunity to gently place your trust in Jesus for you and for your family. You can find more episodes at 52sundays.com slash podcast 
or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.